Welcome to another episode of the Black One Podcast, the place where we talk about all your favourite black movies, TV series and the celebrities within them. This is DJ Marks and welcome to everyone now listening. If you haven't already, then make sure you hit that follow up subscribe button on iTunes and Spotify and also do the same on Instagram and YouTube. Just search Black One's Podcast or Black One's Pod and you'll see all the latest updates. So today I'm joined by my guest Shaveen and we're going to be talking about the movie just right with Queen Latifah. Hello, Denzel. What do you do? I am physical therapist at a rehabilitation center. I had such a great time tonight. Oh, me too. You know, next time maybe we could catch a movie or just... Just kind of have a relationship, you know? She's not emotionally ready. Exactly. I mean, you know, we can still hang, hang out. out. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're good people. That was the day he thought I'd make the perfect homegirl. I'm just being my regular self. You are not supposed to show him your regular self until you've been married for five years. Ah. Now, this is how you get married. I told you to wear a dress. To a basketball game? Yeah. The people here want to see Scott McKnight. You see Scott McKnight at a gas station? He can't even open up the gas tank until I hook him up. You got plans Saturday night? What kind of car do you drive? Girl! Happy birthday. Scott, this is Morgan. Hey. A girl doesn't just become the wife of a franchise player by accident. The next walk couldn't get any worse. I got a physical therapist coming by the house. You call her the miracle worker. Feels good. Some women have Gadar. I've got Hodar. Leslie, the job is yours. I have an NBA player's career in my hands. You really think you could give me back? Yeah, but you're gonna hate me by the time I'm through with you. I don't even care no more. There's a rumor going around that Nets are gonna resign you. I can't take some player off the bench. You're not staying? Have you lost your damn mind? What the? Get up. Leslie, what are you doing? Okay, okay. Clothes from half court switch. <laughs> Let me get another one. Rest of these is mine. Stop playing. Hi. I'm so sorry I left you. Please give us a chance. After the work she did with you, she's become a hot commodity. Five teams offered her a training position. Are you running from something? I'm not running from anything. about dinner someplace nice. You better be packing something in that wallet. I'm not one of those salad-eating chicks. <laughs> like I was saying, guys, I'm joined by my guest, Shaveen. Uh, Shaveen, how you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Glad to be here. Ready to chat. Good, good, good. And you, you know what, guys? For, I'll never give a, a full disclosure, because this is actually the second time Shaveen and I have actually tried to do this. The first <laughs> time we had like a, a technical hiccup where everything was just echoing and it sounded a bit crazy. So <laughs> we're back here again, Shireen. So hopefully no problems this time. Fingers crossed. Yeah, let's, well, let's get into it. Um, so guys, like we were saying, the film is just right with Queen Atifa. Um, she plays a character called Leslie Wright. Um, other actors, actresses in the film are Common, who plays Scott McKnight, Paula Patton, who plays Morgan Alexander, which is um, Queen Atifa's best friend. Um, Pam Greer plays Janice Wright, so that's um, Queen Atifa's mom. And James Pickens Jr. plays Lloyd Wright, which is Queen Atifa's dad. Oh, also mentioning Felicia Rashad, who plays Element Knight, that's Common's uh, mother in the film. So yeah, they've got some good, good people 
good people taking on the roles here. So, um, Shree, yeah, let's 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 get into it. So the film obviously starts off with her getting ready for work, um, and we kind of get that whole um, home girl vibe, you know, coming from a humble background, Caribbean dad. Um, that you know seems like a typical kind of Caribbean dad that's always trying to fix things. Um, and she, she looked like she was someone that worked hard and is now like a fantastic physiotherapist. You know, straight out of block, she's just like getting ready to go on a date. But did you get that kind of feel from her as well? That she was like your your, your Jenny from the block, if you want to call her that. Yeah, actually, and I think it kind of sets up her relationship with her, with her dad really, really early. Um, she seems like a daddy's girl, um, and I think just the idea of working in physiotherapy, the link to sports and so on, seems like a well-grounded girl. You know, she's got her profession her profession down, and she's just ready to live life, I guess. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, like I said, you know, at the very beginning of the film, we, we get that kind of mode of her, you know, just going through the, getting ready for work and all that kind of stuff. And then she starts, the, the scene switches quickly, and she's now getting ready for her, her date. And that's been the first, like, 20 seconds of the film. Uh, I'm just going to say, guys, you know what? When I was, you know, I was, was going to say when I was growing up, I suppose even to a certain degree now, I've always had this crush on Queen Latifah. Um, and obviously, we saw her at the beginning of the movie wearing this black dress. And I'm sitting there and I think to myself, girl, you, wow, wow, girl, you know, you, you're looking hot right now. Um, and she just had, <laughs> you know, she had this whole vibe of being, like I said, being well-educated, you know, a, you know, good home and fam, coming from a good home and family, you know, hardworking. She's got a good job, like I said, as a physiotherapist. She's got her friends, uh, which is, you know, another kettle of fish, which we'll get into in the movie. And all she needs now to set up in what seems to be like a, a nice, cozy life for her is to meet Mr. Right, you know, excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> so, you know, well, apart from the car, well, obviously, I mean, we, we get introduced to her car at the very, very beginning screen. I mean, what did you think about that car? Is that something that you'd rock? Listen, I my first car was a purple Ford Fiesta, all right? So I have <laughs> I can't even say anything. It was purple, it was old, it was leaking oil, but it went. That's all I can say. So, you know, waiting for her for, you know, having something that runs. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've not seen any purple cars anywhere, so I don't know where you got that car from, where you picked it up from, you know. I don't I know if you paid as well. I don't know if you painted it yourself, but... No, it wasn't you. I've got evidence, I've got proof. Okay, okay. Well, I've not seen any, but fair enough. She's been there with her purple car. But um, yeah, like I said, you know, she, she's kind of just waiting for that Mr. Right. Um, and, you know, the perfect life, the brought down car. Um, the only thing I'll say about the car, I, can't, I think it was, um, I can't remember the make of it now, but it was like a, a real classic in terms of, of the make. Um, I'll, when it comes to me, I'll probably say it later on in the per, in the first podcast. So immediately at the block, like I said, she's getting ready for this first date, and you know, she meets this guy. She walks in, and instantly she got that. She says, mm, "Denzel," because like the guy is obviously <laughs> a, a, a nice looking guy, um, and you know, he does this kind of like quick flashes between scenes on the date uh, where they're at a table, and he's been very complimentary, very romantic, um, you know. He's like feeding her and all this, all the kind of stuff you would think for what would be considered to be a perfect date, I guess. Um, and then the night, the night ends. So you know, so talk, talk us through what happens from that point. Do you know what this this man is an idiot? And first of all, I recognize <laughs> him from a lot of different films. He's I don't know what it is, but the moment they started laughing, I just knew that it was going to be a case of yeah, you're really nice and stuff, and you know you're really cool, but that's not what I'm looking for right now. Because I don't know what it is, because there wasn't any immediate sexual spark. It was all kind of 
funny, you know, great personality. They were really sharing stuff. And, it, and I thought to myself, that's a good foundation. But I'm just reckoning that he probably wanted somebody who kind of, you know, shot off a few sparks and were going to kind of go home and have a, a, you know, a nice night of it. And that was it. So I don't think he was looking for anything serious where she just put everything out on the table and she was a great girl. And, you know, she ends up getting friend zoned. Just quite sad for her, to be fair. You know, it's kind of weird that you say that. And I want I, mm. I to ask you a question in a second. Um, mm. That's why I said that. But um, from my point of view, I didn't see any of that. I just saw the film and saw this guy being very complimentary and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've seen the film before, obviously, but I remember the first time I saw the film, my first thoughts was maybe she's going to start dating this guy and something's mm-hmm. going to go wrong along the way. And then obviously that's how she ends up meeting whoever later on. I didn't think that out of the block she's going to be on this date and it was going to look as good as it looked and he was going to turn around mm-hmm. and pretty much say, say to her, like, you know, you'd be the perfect home girl, but he doesn't see anything more so the question i want to put to you do you think that's more, you know you obviously your view and mine is completely different do you think that's more because you're looking at from a female's perspective and i'm looking at from a guy's perspective or, or or do you think it's just something that wasn't blatantly obvious well i mean obviously for the plot to move along you know they they weren't going to get together but at the same time when you think about it a lot of times when people go out and date they're, they're you know they're looking for this immediate sexual spark and that isn't always there on the first time you know what i mm. mean so I think from a girl's point of view, she was happy because it was somebody who she felt she was getting along with. She was laughing with. They, you know, they, they seemed to have a good connection. They like, you know, similar sports teams and whatnot. And that seemed to be a good foundation. So my question was, what exactly was he looking for if all of these things were so great? Yeah. That's yeah. my question. Good, good question. I mean, we, we, we don't even need to break that down much because he was literally in the film for like <laughs> a minute and a half anyway. But, you know, the really sad um, point of that particular um, scene was the fact that when they're outside and she starts you know he starts telling her that you know about she had a good night and stuff but you know mm-hmm. he's just come out of a relationship and yeah. you just see the home girl she started to say the things that he was going to say before it came out of his mouth so she was predicting what he was going to say how he's going to say and all that kind of stuff and why it was sad for me is because the look on her face and the way she was talking it was very clear that she had been on a number of dates and the outcome had been exactly the yeah. same so yeah. much so now that she knew word for word what the guys were going to say to her that mm. was quite sad i don't want to go too deep in, in you know but but it does raise the question you know what has her experience been she's got she's kind of gotten these constant knockbacks and and and, and you know about who what she looks like the kind of person she is because maybe she doesn't fit the stereotypical mold of you know the kind of girl that guys are looking to to date and to have as arm candy because I, yeah. I didn't see her as arm candy. I saw her as, you know, the real thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. And I think she just, she's probably been dating the wrong guys, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those cases of beauties in the hide of beholder. Because like I said, yeah. for me, she's definitely eye candy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but um, you know what? One thing that, okay, so we switch to the next scene now and we get to see the the complete opposite. So we meet her her friend Morgan. Um, oh, for the Lord. first time in, in the next scene, uh, played by um, Paula Patton. Now, Morgan is the complete opposite of Queen Latifah. I mean, I, you know, I, I started this by saying that Queen Latifah, you know, or say Leslie as her character is called, is your very like hardworking, educated, down to earth woman coming from a, a good background and all that kind of stuff. Um, and now we get to the scene where we see her best friend Morgan, and that's a complete contrast. She seems to only, you know, 
the, the, I suppose the word people would use for her in the modern day thing would probably be like a gold digger. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, she seemed that all she was interested in was literally becoming the wife of a fame, famous baller, living her whole life, you know, shopping on and going to all the expensive kind of shops and all that kind of stuff. You know, her, her whole life just literally seemed to be geared towards locking down a basketball star and living a glorious life. Um, can you blame her though because she's the one that's getting the date and let's think about it she's the kind of girl that the guy who you know the guy who dated Tifa at the beginning she's the kind of girl that he probably wanted to see walk into that door you know what yeah I mean? yeah but if that's what people are going for and she knows it she knows exactly what games to play to get there so whose fault is that to be fair i don't I like mean, her oh I, I mean you know? be, okay on on the flip side of that though um mm. queen latifa even going to her first date if you speak to, and I know it's Queen Latifah if you speak to any woman now and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong mm-hmm. and you say to them what do you think most guys look for mm-hmm. the description of what they believe most guys look for might meet the, the look of Morgan mm-hmm. I mean I, I personally don't subscribe to that you know what I'm saying if, if you meet people that I've dated in the past they don't look like Morgan <laughs> do you know what I'm saying Morgan is your, your skinny kind of like makes up and hair done up kind of thing that's not yeah and i don't i've never gone for that kind of thing so from that argument i don't know if i necessarily agree with you that um she knows that's what guys are looking for i think there's definitely a a selection of guys that look for that but i don't i don't think it's all we're both like we're both caribbean and we know what you know we know what kind of caribbean men tend to go for and and we're still speaking in general you know generalities here yeah yeah you know if you're looking for if you're thinking about all think about all the basketball stars now all the all the the big stars what do their wives look like mm-hmm. you can count on one hand maybe the ones who have a woman that looks normal and I, i'm putting normal out there you know because because um leslie in the film isn't she you know she's just a regular girl she's an average size about a size 16 about my size she's she's nothing you know nothing weird nothing unusual and yet she's not the kind of girl that you tend to see on on you know out on tv or or anywhere as the you know the perfect woman so mm. to speak so yeah that's that's what i think and i think morgan knows exactly what men go for you know the or the men in her field what they go for and therefore she sets herself up as that and you know like i said you know it, it was interesting to see the dynamic of the relationship because the two of them are like polar opposites Mm-hmm. Um, and you know in, in that scene what we find out is that the two of them are literally just um, getting ready to go out to um, a basketball game now mm-hmm. and you know so Queen Latifah is like dressed in what I would consider to be the common sense wear she, you know, she's going to a basketball game yeah, she's got exactly. the basketball jersey on she's got the mm-hmm. jeans on she's ready to actually get involved in the basketball where Morgan has dressed like she's going to prom uh, exactly. Where are you going in high heels and mini skirt on body contrast? <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Um and and and, that, and this is where we get introduced to Leslie's mom, Queen Latifah's mum in this, um, called Janice. Mm-hmm. And it completely shows the difference um between Janice, Queen Latifah's mum, and her relationship with her daughter compared to the father and her daughter, because the mum walks in, looks at Queen Latifah and says to her, you know if you dress like that how are you going to get a man see and then she looks at morgan and then she says mm-hmm. to her see this is how you would get a man see, so, so when your mother is buying into that stereotype you know just imagine yeah. the way she grew up yeah yeah definitely 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 and uh you know what I, I, for me personally i looked and i thought you know what 
it set the tone for me in terms of how I saw the mother for the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. No matter how much good stuff she might have done, <laughs> I really kind of made my mind up. Yeah, if you're going to say that to your daughter in front yeah. of her friend, no less, mm-hmm. not even pulled to the side, then yeah, I can see blatantly that any insecurities that your daughter has, you played a part in that along the way. No yeah, doubt. definitely. So, um, okay, they go to this basketball game. And this is now where we get introduced to Common, who plays Scott McKnight. He is a point guard for the the Nets, which is a real-life basketball team. Um, oh, gosh, here we go. Shireen's got a crush on Common, haven't you? I love him! <laughs> well, no, she, literally, they go, and he, he's in this film, he's playing the star point guard for the Nets. You know, the guy calling the shots, that is the, the one that everyone's making noise about, you know, would be the first player that most teams would want to get into their squad. Um and as soon as we get into this scene, we see again the two differences between Morgan and and Leslie. Mm-hmm. So Leslie's gone there, like we said, to enjoy the game. She's she's shouting with the fans, she's cussing other fans and ban- <laughs> bantering regarding the game. And Morgan's sitting there with her binoculars, looking at the wags on the <laughs> other side of the pitch, looking at the bags that they've got, the shoes that they've got, and talking about how that's the kind of life that she wants. I mean, could you get any more different, really? She needs. To, I mean, she could write a book how to how to catch a man because that was just ridiculous. And and the fact that she actually considered, you know, the outfit, the the clothes, the earrings, the shoes, and the binoculars. And it was. Did you realize what she was looking at? It was about what the women were wearing yeah, and the bags yeah. that they had, and it was just so materialistic, so materialistic. Yeah, it, it really was. And I like, like I said, all, I mean, all that we've talked about so far, literally, I say happened within the first maybe five, six minutes of the film. Mm. So, so they really were trying to set the tone for us to understand the dynamics of the relationships yeah. and how and how people are. Um, so at the same basketball game, we get to the end of the game and instantly Morgan's friends, which are obviously like her looking for that you know luxurious life, run up to her and tell her mm. about the fact that they heard that um, Scott McKnight has a party coming up on the weekend and they're looking for the hookup to get into this party mm-hmm. um, and the friends know somebody that might be able to bring all of them in so they got to just basically go to this hotel meet that friend and, and hope for the best and at this point Morgan basically has to make the choice whether she's going to go back with Leslie or she's going to go with her friends and I'm thinking wait a second you just yeah, yeah you've just come to this basketball game with your with your best friend you know, say to have a girls' night out or whatever you want to call it, mm. regardless of what your individual motives were for it, and now you want to just like leave her and go about business. I mean, to, to, to Leslie's um, credit, she 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 knew what her friend was about, and she kind of said to her, "Okay, yeah, you know, go off, do your thing, yeah, right." But yeah, Leslie for me, wasn't gonna win that yeah, one. yeah, Leslie wasn't going to win that one. But then at the same time, it couldn't be argued if if all those girls knew each other and they could get the hookup, did she really need to be there to get the hookup? Because it was she was getting the hookup through one of her friends who knew her friend. So if her friend got the hookup, she would have got to bring in anyway. So she could have literally gone back with Leslie and just said, you know what, girls, let me know what's going on. If it's, if it's down, I'll be there on Saturday or whatever day. But, Do you know what I'm saying? We already know that she isn't like that. and She, <laughs> she uses people for as long as she can use them and that's it. You yeah, know, yeah. Leslie's usefulness was done at this point. That was all, yeah. you know? So, you know, Morgan goes off with her friends, hoping to get the hookup to go to Scott McKnight's party on the weekend. And Leslie decides she's going to drive home now and, and just go about her business. So uh-huh. she drives home. And as she's on the way home, she, you know, she pulls into a petrol station to top up. Lo and behold, 
at the petrol station also pulls in Scott McKnight, the same person oh, yeah. that Morgan's left to go and try and get the hookup for, actually pulls into the same petrol station as Leslie. And the Divine two of them, they, 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 re- they really <laughs> hit it off from the, from the get-go. And I mean, yeah. instantly as I heard that, I thought, good, that, that'll serve your friend right. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't know it was going to come, you know, <laughs> from that point on. But at that point, I think, good, I'm glad your friend didn't get the mm-hmm. hookup. Um, but yeah, they, they really hit it off, and you know they it, they, was, yeah. they started bantering and stuff like that. You know, so you know, talk a little bit about about that for us. Well, it was it was really quick bonding. Well, first of all, he couldn't you know he couldn't find the the, the gas cap for his car or the petrol <laughs> cover for his car, and you know, well, why would you need to know where it is because you just pay people to drive for you? You know, they bonded over the music in you know that he was playing. They bonded over you know his you know his um what you call it his game what do you call them things. Game oh, the, numbers or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? He stats and stuff. Yeah, yeah and they, they just it just came easy. That's that's what was good. It just came really easy. And the fact that as he's leaving, he goes, "Well, actually, would you like to come to this part? This thing I'm keeping." Yeah, yeah. What's like that? You know, I thought it was great. And he, I think what made it, like you said, I mean, they they literally shared everything. They like, you know, they found out really quickly that they had similar tastes in certain things. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it was because they they both also had that genuine love because obviously he loves the Nets. He's playing for them. That's his lifetime yeah. team. And mm-hmm. she is an, is an avid Nets fan. And she you know. And they both have this this saying of you know Nets for life kind of thing. Yeah. I'm saying. So yeah. they 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 really hit off. And like you said, she gets the invite to the party that actually her friend that left out was trying to to go and get for herself. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and you know what. And I have to say, you have to rate um, Queen of Teeth in this film, I to say Leslie, because it goes to show you just how good a friend she is, because the next scene shows that, you know, she, she's gone home and the next morning she wakes up. Uh, Morgan is sitting at the table and she's saying, no, how did it go last night? And Morgan's like, oh, I didn't go well. We didn't get the hook up, blah, blah, blah. We, I'm not going to the party on Saturday. I'm just going to be sitting here, you know. And then obviously Leslie said, well, it's too bad you're sitting here because I'm going to be going to the party. And obviously, she starts relaying what happened the night before. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd be nice enough to say, all right, we've got it, let's go. Or, But then, no, Leslie is a nice person overall. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a nice person. I mean, I think what it is as well is that, um, obviously, Leslie hit it off with, with, with Scott in the petrol station. Yeah. And I suppose, to a certain degree, I mean, even though she knows her friend, I suppose like anybody else, you might know your friends. Um, and think to yourself, yeah, I know them very well. But there still will be certain things that you think to yourself, your friends will never do to you, or never put you situations. Your friends will never put you in. Um, so obviously, yeah, she's got a hook up, mm-hmm. and she's been invited to this party. So instantly, for me, I don't know about you, but the first time I saw the movie, I'm thinking, okay, she's got a hook up to this party, and she's going to go to the party, and her and Scott going to hit it off, and that's how they're going to kind of get together. But it doesn't play out like that. She, you know, so nah. you know, before let's not even get to that part just yet I don't, I don't want to jump forward because I, I want to kind of bring it back a little bit and talk about the mum again so oh, basically the day of the party comes um, and you know the, the two girls are in the bedroom getting ready to go to this party and you know for me I'm looking at Leslie I'm thinking wow you look absolutely stunning you, you're getting ready you know dressed to the nines everything looking on point um, you know Morgan looked nice too and stuff like that and so I'm thinking two of them dressed nice they're going to go as friends have a good time then the mum walks in um, and instead of complimenting her daughter, she says to her daughter, oh, you know, you need more makeup. 
because uh, you, you need because you, you got to find a husband tonight and I, and again exactly. that's yeah and at this point in the film you know we've only been introduced to the mom two times and both mm-hmm. occasions she's not said anything positive to her daughter um i mean what did you what did you make of that i just feel i don't know like you know you know i teach and stuff and you can you see these kids every day in school the kids who just have not had a positive upbringing in terms of positive reassurance and positive role models in her lives and it's so obvious i mean if leslie didn't have the dad that she did i think she would be, she would have been a different person hmm. you know because the mom is consistently critical towards yeah. her and dismissive not just critical but also dismissive as well and that's even worse i think in a way hmm. because she doesn't she doesn't i don't think she respects her as a person um i yeah. think she sees her she sees um was Morgan as more of the kind of child she wished she had. Yeah, And yeah. that's very obvious. And that must be hurtful for a child, you know? Yeah, m- must definitely be hurtful. And, and that was just compounded by what happens in that same scene where basically the mum pulls out these earrings and she mm. gives us a backstory of these earrings that these are the earrings that the mum's mother, so Leslie's grandmother, and wore mm-hmm. the day that she met her grandfather. Yeah. And then, then the grandmother passed it on to her daughter. And now in turn... Leslie's mother wore them when she met her dad. Mm-hmm. So she pulls out these earrings and instantly I think, oh, you're going to do something nice. Yeah, you uh, And thinking, you know, you're going to pass on these earrings to your daughter because, you know, you received it from your mum and now you're passing it to your daughter. And after telling that story, she turns down to Leslie and she says, Leslie, I know you're not into such things, but I want one of you guys to wear it. And she gives it to Morgan. My heart broke for her. My heart broke for her right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you could see on her face. I'm not someone Mm. that that gets emotional about movies because I I take it for what it is. But Mm. that scene, I just sat there, my my, you know, my hand over my mouth and said, "No, you didn't. (laughs) You didn't even try to do it on the sly, like when Leslie's not in the room, just like give it to Morgan and whatever in front of her, blatantly offered it to this other woman." knowing the history behind it, knowing that Leslie probably even knows the story already and has been looking forward to the day that she gets it. I don't know. Um, and you hand it to Morgan. And like you said, Queen Latifah's face at that point just drops. Yeah, I'm it, just thinking, oh, wow. I'm hurt for awful. you, man. <laughs> it was awful. Yes, I, I don't like, I don't like, I just almost, I almost decided to not like Pam Greer at all after this. I forgot she was saying before, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. But, you know, on the flip side, they, they, some good does come out because, like I said, there's a complete contrast between Leslie's relationship with her mum and her yeah. relationship with her dad. Yeah. So they're, they're both ready now. They step out of the house to go to this party. And like we said at the beginning of the film, Leslie's got this brought down car. So I know Morgan's <laughs> very threatened, saying that she's got to get in this car to go to this party. She hopes nobody's going to see her. But when mm-hmm. they come outside, the dad has now pulled out his classic car, which is oh. so beautiful, done up to nine. And, it's one, and guys, what you got to understand, is one of those cars, when you watch the movies or you hear about people in garages or you might know something in real life, that have these cars, which they've probably taken like how many months or years doing it up, maintaining it, keeping it crisp, proper classic car. And yeah. he hands Leslie the key and says, listen, my princess needs a, basically a chariot to go with her for that, <laughs> that night. That was a nice moment. And yeah. I thought, oh yeah, that's a touch. And the clear difference between the the dad and the mom. Clear mm-hmm. difference. Definitely. So I mean, I mean, for you, what, what was your thoughts there? I just, you know, as I was saying a while ago, it, it, it's very obvious that she's a daddy's girl, and it's mm. very obvious that dad knows her way better than mom ever will. And you know, dad really knows how to make her feel good about yeah, herself. Yeah. And I think it was just it was it was just a nice moment to see, actually. Yeah, yeah. So obviously now they get to the the party. Um, you know the party that they've all been waiting for and again we see Morgan 
flip into type. So it gets to the party. <laughs> You've come there with your friend. Two points I'm going to say on this. You came with your friend who got a hookup. You didn't get a hookup. You mm-hmm. are you are the plus one. Yeah, you're the plus one. You come there with your friend. And now that you're here with your friend, you say to your friend, you know what? I'm going to go off and do my thing. You go and do your thing. I'll meet you by the bar later. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, wait a second. You've come there with your friend. And the thing is, it wasn't even to say like they had spent like an hour there, you know, and like she decided, you know what? I'm just going to go and, and cruise around a bit. They literally walked through the door, came into the hall, and then she left her to go about her business looking to go look for man yeah she had to go scope out the things and look at the competition and listen to conversations and know how to dip herself in girls are professional absolutely crazy (laughs) and again you know i i I almost had a little bit of hope because in that same scene you know she goes off and leaves leslie so leslie thinks herself you know i'm just gonna go and get myself a drink so she goes to get herself a drink and Lo and behold, Scott McKnight turns up again and starts talking to Leslie. I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself at this point, touch. The two of them mm-hmm. touch, to, again, talking, bantering, all that kind of stuff. Then here comes Morgan uh-huh. giving some lame story. Literally comes and makes up this story and says, oh, um, we've got to go because I've got to get back to help with the homeless shelter with the kids and stuff but like that. Did you catch that though? Did you catch that slap? Because that's what he was telling um, yeah. Leslie at the petrol station. Yeah, that right? she and was Leslie into, yeah. the information and she just uses it. That yes, really dangerous. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, I mean, like, like Shreena was saying, at the very beginning scene, which we talked about, you know, literally Scott McKnight says to Leslie that one of the things he's into is like charity work, 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 mm-hmm. kids and stuff like that. So, Leslie's told Morgan that when she goes back the night before and now in this party she's using this information to create a fake story about how she is also someone that does homeless um, work with kids and all that kind of stuff and we know that she's gone there for a baller but now she's going to play this I'm I'm a carer and I don't care for ballers kind of game so you know going to what you said Scott's obviously seen her and you can see he's feeding her instantly based on like what you're saying that the kind of girl that the guy was going to go for yeah um but she plays this thing where she's like oh i'm not into ballers and what what got my nerves as well is that she didn't just make up this story about you know being someone that's got she got a girl for the homeless kids and all that yeah. stuff but she brings leslie into it she exactly. comes there with leslie and now she's saying to leslie we have to go because she knows that leslie's divided she, she can't oh, get home without her you know what i'm saying so now she's saying leslie we have to go because i have to go for, to, to, to help with the homeless kids and i'm thinking if listen, I'm, she would have you're to right. take an Uber after that because I wasn't listen, in that party. Yeah, same. Oh. Same. I, I would rather give you the $10 and say, listen, I'll meet you at home. Go go help your homeless kids. <laughs> and I'd like to see how she would have got out of that one. Go help your homeless kids. Pay $10. I'm staying at this party. But she's too good to her. Do you know what I'm saying? Too good. She's, mm-hmm. She actually leaves the party to go with her. Um. Now, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure if Queen Latifah actually did like Scott McKnight because when they get outside of the party and she asks Morgan what's that about Morgan makes it very clear that it was her making a move on Scott McKnight yeah and that she believes that you know even though she's just dissed him what's going to happen is he's going to take that because no one has dissed him before and he's going to come looking for her himself because she doesn't um, want to be the one chasing she wants to be chased yeah um, I think so, she liked him but she's yeah, but she didn't even try to say to to Morgan, you know, you know what? But I'm kind of feeling him, and I'm the one that got to hook up, and I'm the one that kind of built a relationship with him. So I would like the opportunity to get to know yeah, him for myself. But she, I mean, she doesn't seem to be that kind of girl. But I think, again, if you go back to the first date, she's not the kind of immediate. You know, it's okay. We 
it's an immediate connection, etc. Like yeah, let's yeah. get into bed type thing. I think she liked him as a person, and I think she she realized that he was different from what she expected. If you're looking mm. at stereotype, so mm-hmm. I don't know if he was as far as you know Morgan. Well, I'm going to marry this man, you know, tomorrow. But I think she somewhere she knew that she actually liked him. Yeah. So like you know, you know the next scene comes along. And um, again, at this point, we, we, we kind of see the, the, the close relationship that she has with her dad. Because her dad mm. asks her how the party went. Um, and then she says, you know, yeah, it was it was okay. And so that's was saying things like, you know, I'm sure you got swept off your feet by the guy and stuff. She goes, yeah, I did until he saw Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- and like she was saying that, you know, she doesn't blame him because Morgan's beautiful and stuff. And then the dad kind of like does what, you know, I kind of wish the mum had done. And, mm-hmm. and just stops in a track, doesn't let her chat that nonsense. Says, well, no, listen, yeah, Leslie, you're beautiful. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's trying to reinforce that to her. And I don't know if she can accept it because she, then she goes on to say, you know, when am I going to meet that one amazing guy that I can live, you know, that I can think that I cannot right. live my yeah. life without? Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but it, it's, it's good to see the kind of relationship with the dad that he's you no, know, and I don't know. He's put, I'm, I'm guessing that over the years, he put, he, put, he would have seen the mother kind of like saying, uh, doing certain things around Leslie. So he, maybe he's taken on that extra protective role to kind of reinforce what the mum's not reinforcing. I don't know. Yeah, um, it feels that way. It feels yeah. That way. Um, but anyway, so Morgan's plan has worked. And lo and behold, that next day, Scott McKnight decides to turn up at the house looking for Morgan. <laughs> um, Oh, Lord, and you know, M- Morgan's in bed. You know, looking like I suppose everybody does in the morning when you first wake up. You know, not not too great. But then she, when she gets, she has Leslie calling and saying that you know you've got a visitor, and she looks outside and she sees the expensive car. She knows that it's got downstairs. So she does this whole thing where she's yeah, she comes out of the the uh, the shorts and the t shirt that she's wearing and looking oh, mashed down. Goes and dresses in some some lace dress. Make up everything, make it look like she's woken up uh, looking like a princess. And the boy, the yeah. boy, oh Scott, what, what are you doing here? Oh, oh my God, <laughs> tell me now. honestly, and people fall for that stupidness. No, oh, listen, no. let me tell you something now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna say straight. Mm. I have a that I have the writers of the story, that the writers of the, this particular scene. Yeah, either they were very clever. Or they're very mm. stupid. Mm-hmm. Clever in the sense of they're making it look like Scott is just being a typical guy and he's not mm-hmm. seeing it. Mm-hmm. Or stupid to think that a guy would actually fall for that. Because I wouldn't fall for that. Because I already know, yeah, if you're, if you're telling me that you just woke up, you are not looking like that when you wake up. Unless you see you do all that kind of stuff for you, right? And then you literally, I don't know, you've got an attachment on your wall that you stick yourself to and you sleep standing up. But see, you could also be incredibly arrogant think, oh, well, oh, I've come and she's, you know, she's gone through all this effort for me, so she must like me. Depends on the kind of guy. It does depend on the kind of guy. Uh, yeah, okay, 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 you know, okay, it depends on the kind of guy, but let, let, let's pull it out there, yeah, right? From your, from the first few scenes that we've talked about, did you get the impression that he was that kind of guy? No, definitely not. But Morgan doesn't know that, does she? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't know that. He thinks her beauty can get her anywhere, so, you mm-hmm. know. Scott, oh god, <laughs> I can't deal with like helpless. <laughs> it, just, it just irks my soul. These helpless yeah. girls, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, she, she he stands there trying to persuade her to come out for a coffee or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. she just she carries on the whole pretending not to be interested, but she really is interested, kind of thing. 
Um, and eventually she says, okay, I'll go out with you. And then we go now go to this part where they do like a, a one minute, two minute flash scene where like they show her now getting the wish that she wanted. She's going on all these glamorous dates. She's been in all mm. these magazines. She's been seen around the town with Scott, you know, buying all this stuff, looking at glamorous, you know, photographers and all kinds of people taking pictures with her and Scott. Um, and then they show a scene where Leslie looks into a magazine and sees a, a clip, uh, an insert of her mm-hmm. and the thing. And, and, and she's proud for her. She's, she's happy for her girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she yeah. got what she wanted and stuff like that. So you kind of still rate Leslie there. Um, so now well, Morgan, you know, gone. Sorry, you think maybe a part of it is that Leslie still has the, the belief that she can't. This is, you know, she would never be able to, to, to have someone like that. You know, if that's been instilled with her, maybe that's why she's happy for Morgan because in her mind, it's not possible for her to have that person. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if she believed it. I mean, I, because I, I, obviously the, the first scene that we talked about where she saw that good-looking mm-hmm. guy, she she looked very confident. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Despite how it turned out. And even with, with talking to Scott and everything else, she seemed very confident. So I think she generally believed that she can, but mm-hmm. um, it's just a case of finding that one that she can with, I think is more mm-hmm. the, the, the thing for her. Um, and, you know, and it, and it takes us into this next scene where, like, um, now that the flashing has stopped and we've seen that she's, you know, Morgan's living this high life. And they, Leslie now goes to um, Scott's house where Morgan has moved in with. Um, <laughs> I mean, the first quick, thing I'm going to say, the first <laughs> thing I'm going to say is, yeah, right, that she now moves, has moved in Scott within three months. I would know it's three months because they make a comment that they haven't seen each other for three months ever since Leslie, so not Leslie, Morgan decided to start dating Scott. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, wait a second, you've been living in your friend's house for how many years? Rent free, all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You finally start dating this guy and you don't even see your friend that's been carrying you and gave you the hookup to meet the guy for three months. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't even to dig into that too much, but it, it, it yeah. was bad, bad mind anyway. But mm. we get to, actually the scene is that Leslie's now gone to the house because um morgan lives there and what's happening is that scott has been is doing a big celebration because he's just been chosen for the all-star game that's going to be taking place um that season mm-hmm. um with his team so here we are now and morgan tries to sell leslie a lie like what she sold to common in the party <laughs> saying to her oh i'm a better person and oh, you know he's, he's changed my life and he's mm-hmm. really got into my heart and i feel like you know that I could, uh-huh. I could do this and I'll do that. And Leslie's looking at her like, girl. Didn't she say, "Oh, I feel like I could, I could like it, I could really like him or something." Yeah, yeah. What was that? So like, <laughs> she, she was really getting into it. Like she had kind of like fallen head over heels for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leslie's looking at her, thinking, "Girl, I know you." <laughs> and uh, she, 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 she goes, and she actually says that to her, like, "Listen, Morgan, please, I know you." And this mm-hmm. and the other, you know, you can't you can't be giving me that kind of drama and and, and story because I, I ain't gonna believe you. But she she presses on with it, and even even myself, I'm thinking, listen, I'm not your friend. I'm just watching the film, but I don't believe you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so your friend of how many years growing up with you has is not going to believe you, and yeah, yeah, and it's almost like she tries to convince Queen Tiva. I don't know if she actually does in the end, but I, I kind of feel that overall, like Leslie doesn't believe her. Like, listen, girl, you can tell me what you want to tell me, but. I know that you're still the same Morgan, money hungry, looking for a glorious life as you were when you were living with me. Um, I would say for Leslie, it probably was just kind of waiting for the car crash and knowing that she yeah. would have to be there to pick her up as she always has. And, to, you know, she'd be back in her house at some point, yeah. you know. And, you know, the, the, the scene goes on to 
Then being in the middle of the party and then suddenly Scott calls everybody's attention and he does what we see so many times in movies. He proposes to her in front of everybody. Now, at this point, we, we, <laughs> get, we get the, the whole introduction to um, Scott's mum, played by Felicia mm-hmm. Rashad. Um, mm-hmm. I actually really loved that woman. Um, for those of you that yeah. don't know who Felicia Rashad is, she is the one that played the mother in the Cosby show. Um, Claire Claire, yeah, Claire Hospital. I was trying to remember mm-hmm. the name. There we go. Um, so you guys will know her. You guys that have watched that will love her and know that she's been a household name for a long time. Uh, so this is Scott McKnight's mum in the in the TV series, and both her and Leslie look at Morgan, look at Scott. Like seriously, are you guys serious? Like you, you actually get married? This is like three months in, and the mum is like looking like son. What are you doing? Leslie looking at her like girl are you seriously gonna play this game even into the point of marriage and it was I mean, pretty what, obvious to anybody yeah, uh, you know yeah. and that's what he he's so blinded by what she's selling because anybody could have seen that you know she was just mm-hmm. a gold digger that's all she wanted yeah yeah <laughs> literally that's all she wanted and we know definitely the mom felt like that because the scene changes to now where the party is still going on scott's sitting on the stairs chinubi's boy and then suddenly his mom comes along and ask the boy, you know, give us a second, I want to talk to my son. And mm-hmm. she poses the question, which, you know, I suppose any mother would, would ask that situation, which, are you serious? Are you, you know, are you sure, do, yeah, yeah. Are you sure about this? Um, and she, I mean, she didn't press it too much. She just wanted to kind of hear from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, to his credit, I do believe for him that he was in it 100% yeah. ready to, to do it. You know, we kind of got that feel that he's, Scott's one of the good guys. Yeah, out he's there. a genuine guy. Yeah. 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 So, like, you know, if he's proposed, it's because he generally thinks of he wants to start this life with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he says, you know, yeah, and she kind of says, okay, cool. And, you know, pretty much that's the end of that. I mean, what, what else is there for her to say? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I think at then, this point, I was just waiting to see... What was going to happen. Yeah, what yeah. rubbish was going to happen and how is, yeah. it, how is it going to kind of fall apart. And this is where the rubbish starts to happen because now <laughs> the, the proposals happen. Everything's seems like it's going good for Morgan she's she's got the man she wanted she's got the life she wanted she's living in the house she's about to get married and then suddenly the scene changes and we are now at the all-star game which he just had a party for and again Scott is like the main dude that everyone's talking about the main point guard um, for the all-stars playing the game doing very well and suddenly you know he gets injured during that game now we're, we're, we're not talking about an injury like he just fallen down and hurt his knee guard. this is a, a career threatening injury that Scott has got to the point that you know the doctors instantly just tell him that you may never play basketball again you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you, we don't know if you're ever going to recover at all um, now at this point I'm going to say this is that um, I kind of feel to myself and you know even if, if, you know, let me let me rewind a little bit because I, I have to give a, a quick mention to some people quickly before before that so and this same game where he got injured we had people like John Legend on the on the ringside um, and I'm not talking about a character played John Legend the actual John Legend um, on ringside and in real life guys I will let you guys know he's actually a hardcore Nets fan himself so having him on ringside in a movie where he's supporting the Nets is probably what he does all the time anyway mm-hmm. Um so he, he was definitely, you know, there doing his thing. And I, one of the things I will say to people as well is that originally that particular um, scene of where it showed John Legend on the ringside clapping was meant to be Kanye West. But uh, as 
some of you may know, he had one of those moments in the awards where he just went off on one and it, it went viral <laughs> in media. Smith, yeah, the, the, the whole of Taylor Smith thing. Yeah, he did that. So because of what <laughs> happened and this film was, you know, was around about that, that time, he got cut out of the movie and then that thing was given to John Legend. Or maybe they had planned to have both of them, but they just took... Um, Kanye out of it but yeah anyway mm. moving on swiftly because Kanye is like insignificant in this <laughs> so like I said Scott's got injured and instantly what we see is um, initially what looks like Morgan is still around you know, mm -hmm. see, we see her helping him in, well not even helping the car standing by the car when some people, someone else is helping him into the car and kind of going around with him and all that kind of stuff um, and then like she you know, we 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 hear we heard just about uh, a physiotherapist <laughs> called called Bella Goldsmith, who is like supposedly Listen. in the industry of basketball, a miracle working physiotherapist. Listen, when you hear the word that name Bella Goldsmith, right? What were you expecting? Um, I you know I had no expectations. I heard the name Bella Goldsmith. I. Yeah. I I suppose if I had expectations, I was expecting um, maybe an older woman that mm -hmm. had probably been a more into the physiotherapy for a long time, knew her kind of stuff or not. Not yeah. this like supermodel, yeah. The woman super looks model, like she uh, yeah. out of Sweden, you know. Yeah, listen, uh, America's next top model. Oh my you know, god! Looking, looking <laughs> the business, and I'm, all I'm thinking of Sophia, if this woman is a physiotherapist and they're saying that in the basketball league she has a reputation of getting guys back into fitness quicker than thing <laughs> i can see why because everything <laughs> she was doing was sexual and i'm not talking about like she was in the sex thing but when she's rubbing their leg to kind of like kind of wait, 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 help hold them on. wait hold on hold on uh, does this feel good this one oh my god and the thing is like there's literally nothing um, sexual happening on the scene, but it's definitely a vibe that you get that there's that but element in the air. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and Morgan Morgan picked up on it instantly. And I mean, I mean to be to her credit, any woman that is like um, that is in that position where they've got their man that they well, I can't I don't think they were married at this point. They were just engaged, weren't they? They didn't actually yeah, they were just yeah. engaged. So she's engaged. So any woman in that position, you you're, you're engaged to this guy. You see this Bella Goldsmith that looks like a supermodel. Um, that's a physiotherapist all over your man in in the medical capacity. I'm going to say that, but in the way that it was going on, I would expect like women would get jealous. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. So Morgan's that decided. Depends, that depends. Let's be let's be fair. Morgan knows that she hasn't gotten Scott by by any you know honest means. So she knows he can just as easily disappear. Let's let's be fair. Not every woman is going to be like that. I know she was hot and everything, but no, nah, not every woman. So who can just disappear? <laughs> who, huh? who can just disappear? Scott? Yeah, no, because I'm saying that Morgan knows that she didn't get Scott by honest means. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? And that's why she was so bothered by um, Bella. She she felt so yeah. threatened. Because if you're yeah. in a good relationship, then it should it really should. I mean, I'm saying this. Theoretically, I know you're going to probably be like, oh, you look nicey. But at the same time, if you're in a good relationship, you shouldn't be thinking, well, he might leave me. You know what I mean? I don't. So. I don't know because, okay, I'm not a woman, obviously. <laughs> but well, at the same time, I'm just imagining. Have... <laughs> yeah. If you see, I was in that position. I'm mm -hmm. lying down there 
on like the physiotherapist bed mm-hmm. this miracle worker is leaning over me rubbing up my muscles and everything speaking in that voice that you just gave <laughs> and and don't forget scott's voice was changing too while he, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're while he was to, well you're supposed to be in pain so yeah <laughs> so there, there, there was things happening there so i think yeah in that position even though if i'm in that position and my woman walked in i would expect she's got to think okay well go on what's what's going on right here right now you know what i'm saying so morgan really i, I yeah I, I kind of put my hands up said you know what i would i don't blame you but this whole thing ha- happened and now that's how leslie got, comes to becoming um scott's physiotherapist because mm-hmm. morgan goes and works behind the scene to get rid of bella goldsmith because she doesn't like what she's seeing or hearing or yeah. anything like that and she brings in leslie because she obviously feels safe and like she's no threat mm-hmm. um so she brings in Le- leslie is the new physiotherapist uh, for scott um but it doesn't end there because obviously even though she brought leslie in as selfish as morgan is she's still expecting regardless of the fact that he's got a life in injury that he's not moving back she's still saying to him that she wants to do stuff with him and i'm like yeah, what, do you, what, what do you what do you want to do to do the dude can't move nowhere you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. she's talking about she wants him to go to this party and to this shopping and out here to do this or play these games i'm thinking the dude can't move leave and him he should have seen it at that point if he was blind all the other times at this point he should have gone oh she really does want me for me does she he mm. didn't Mm. oh my god and then the end result of this is that she now gets to a point where she feels stressed because she's in a situation where she had planned this whole vision in the head of having a guy who's just a successful baller making money out there in front of the public and all this kind of stuff um mm-hmm. and you know it's not happening and i think what compounds it even more is that in that scene where we see um leslie comes into the house as his physiotherapist for the first time scott's sitting down there and he's got his, his friend comes in and his friend says to him, listen, Scott, I'm hearing that your team are not going to offer you a new contract because they don't believe that you're going to recover from this. They think that you're out. That's it. Your career is over. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, you know, Scott is saying that no, he's always going to be one of the things. But I, even when he said it, he, I don't think he fully believed himself because, you know, what he... But, uh-huh. you know, we, didn't, we don't see Morgan in this scene. But no doubt that information would have got back to her. Um, yeah. And end result is that she decides she's going to leave scott and she does it by writing him a letter and leaving the ring on the side for him to just find it coward yeah no 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 conversation with him or try to explain anything to to him or to leslie she just writes the letter disappears and the cheek of it is that she goes back to leslie's house to live again without even speaking to leslie or asking her just turns up and starts living there but this again this goes to show how bad of a, a friend she was because like i said you've brought your friend into this situation and you've not even given your friends a heads up that you're going to leave this guy that she's now and because leslie wasn't even a physiotherapist that was like turning up maybe nine o'clock going home at four she was a living physiotherapist she was living there with scott mm-hmm. as well so that she can help him recover day in day out so you mm-hmm. just ducked out left this guy and Leslie now left in this house with with your ex and his mum after you're the one that brought her in and you don't tell her that you're gone. That really annoyed me. And I mean, just to show you just how selfish Morgan is, because she's not thinking about anybody but herself, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because that, that could have been Leslie's livelihood just right there, gone, just like that. And yeah, definitely could have been because that, that same scene, 
you know, or say the next thing we see uh, Scott's mom coming and she starts cussing. And she mm-hmm. was, starts to have a go at Leslie, thinking that Leslie's obviously colluded with Morgan to, to cause this. Mm-hmm. And Le- Leslie's like, listen, I had no idea. And mm-hmm. I'm just as vexed as you are. And obviously she rushes home to to challenge Morgan and to to let me upon Morgan. Um, and she says to she her, listen. She didn't bother, did she? No, she didn't, seem, she didn't seem bothered at all. She she got back to the house, Leslie, and she finds Morgan doing up her hair like she's getting ready to go back on her mission looking for her next man again. <laughs> you know? And, and she says to her, listen, I left my work because don't forget Leslie was really working as a physiotherapist so she's taking a leave of absence to help Morgan and her man and she says to Morgan listen I've left work I've taken a leave of absence to help your man and you don't even give me a heads up and then then Morgan has the cheek to say how do you think I feel I was really starting to like him (laughs) oh no wait a second you're only starting to like him you went living in the man's house spending all the man's money you know uh, let the man propose to you. You say yes, yeah. Telling everybody how wonderful he is, and you're you're only mm-hmm. starting to like him. I mean, what kind of thing is this? He's a master of what she does, man. <laughs> Absolutely Absolute crazy. Master. I mean, how if you was Leslie in that position, how would you feel? It's out of knocked her out, and I'm sorry. The, the friendship <laughs> would have the friendship would have been done at that point. You know, it definitely would have been done. I'm sorry. No going back after that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the way she did it, I think it, it was definitely very bad taste. Definitely bad taste. Uh, yeah, I, I can't believe that anyway. And, I, and there, there was no bounce back or nothing like that. I was saying at all. So it is what it is. Uh, were we supposed to start liking her? At the, you know, before this, were we supposed to start liking her? You know, where she was being supportive of Scott and, oh, Scott, let me help you and so on. You know, was the audience meant to start kind of going, oh, Morgan has something about her. Maybe she really does that. No, I, 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 there was at no point for me that I started liking her. <laughs> From the very first scenes when I saw what she'd like, I, I liked the mother. I had already made up my mind about what I was going to think and feel about her for the whole mm-hmm. movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at this point, nothing surprised me. And I hadn't started liking her because I saw she whatever she was doing. Uh, you know, she's, for me, she, she was just selfish to the bone anyway. But... Uh, Obviously, all this happened, guys, and you have to you have to understand the picture. Scott has just had this career-threatening injury. He's just had news that his club are unlikely to offer him a new contract. So that's the end of his basketball career, which he loves playing for the team which he has loved since he was a child. The lady that he thought he was going to spend the rest of his life with has just left him, um, and she didn't even, he didn't even get to say goodbye or nothing. Like I said, just a letter. And, and the ring on the side. So now, obviously, the scene that we see next is Scott has now turned bitter. And um, he's in the house. He doesn't leave the house. He doesn't leave his bedroom. He doesn't take any calls. He doesn't get involved in anything. He's even he- ignoring his his own mum that lives in the house as well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Les- Leslie turns up. He doesn't even open the door, f- let the door be open for her. He- he's just like done a complete close down of his emotions and everything else. He's in a state of depression. Clearly, he's not, not eating. Really, to be fair. Yeah, so it's it's a lot because essentially, for someone in his position, that's his whole life. His basketball yeah. is what he's built his career with. Is what he's probably spent how many years training for and developing. So mm-hmm. he's got all he wanted in that. That's his whole life, all he's known. And now you know, the woman that he's he had fallen in love with has now done this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he's in this in this position, and. He, Regardless of what Leslie does, she can't seem to get him to come out of it. And I suppose this is where we start seeing the gangster Leslie <laughs> coming out. So walk us through what happens at this point. 
So no, I just love the fact that she decided, you know what, enough of this. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Walks in with a bucket of ice and just decides to chuck it on him and tell him to get up. I love that. <laughs> you know, and he he was kind of like, what what me ice? You know, and I like the fact that she made him get out of the bed, and that yeah. shows how determined he was. Um, and then she takes him to somewhere where he, you know, could kind of go back to his room. She takes him yeah, to this kind of community basketball court where the yeah, kids the are playing. And That's stuff. what they call it, the ruckus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just for him to kind of remember what it was like coming up and watching the kids scrap and, and kind of working towards the goal. And, you know, it, it was really good to see him, A, the look in his eyes when he was kind of going, actually, this woman really does care about me as mm-hmm. a person, you know, me and my career and stuff. And I think just the kids talking to him and the kids telling him, you know, make sure that you come back and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was, yeah, that was yeah. a really, really nice scene. I really like that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like you said, they, the, the kids kind of inspired him to come back because yeah. after speaking with them, he's, you know, they say, they asked him the question, are you going to be back in time for the playoffs? And he looks at Leslie as if to say, Leslie, you know, this is down to you. And mm. she says, yeah, I can do that. But, you know, it's down to him, obviously, to kind of put in the work. So he's like, yeah, cool. We're going to do uh-huh. it. And then we go into another kind of like flash moment um, again, where they have like back-to-back scenes of her pushing him in training, trying uh-huh. to get him to get back in onto full fitness and get over his injury you know doing crazy exercises and all that kind of stuff even to the point when he's falling down she's like that's cool you're gonna <laughs> fall down no yeah yeah that's cool you're gonna fall down you're gonna hurt yourself but you're gonna you gotta get up mm-hmm. and she's like proper encouraging him and what i like yeah. is even though it was a, a flash scene which was like two minutes maybe less mm-hmm. even in that short period of time they were showing also showing scenes where you could see that while she was training him the friendship and connection between the two of them was building do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That they'll yeah. be coming closer through through the training. They'll be coming closer through the conversations. You know, she was encouraging him um, and all this kind of stuff um, to get back on to um, to do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, even to the point that we started seeing that, yeah, actually, maybe he's starting to feel for her too because during the training, there's a scene where she's on the bike riding and he has to jog <laughs> yeah. beside her as mm-hmm. part of the training. So, Obviously, after going through this vigorous training, he's trying to encourage her and say, listen, all this training you put me through, you're doing really well. Why don't you take it to the big leagues? Why don't you approach the basketball league and try to become mm-hmm. like a recognised physiotherapist? <laughs> um, yeah. and, and she makes a joke that, you know what? Actually, I could see myself around all these big, sweaty <laughs> basketball <laughs> players. Yeah. And his face just drops. <laughs> like, like, what, dude? What? <laughs> I mean, at this point, you think it's because he's feeling her or he just didn't like the fact that she was kind of bring that into the conversation no i think he's feeling her but again it's one of these things where it's a slow burner yeah and you're not yeah. aware you're just not quite aware of what's going on it's just happened organically which was a good yeah thing. Yeah. yeah um and obviously you know we, we there's other scenes that we we see taking place as well where like you know the two of them are sitting there and they're playing cards mm-hmm. um, just just actually no, no working nothing just play cards having a, a few drinks together um he starts you know, doing the, the the sly kind of thing that guys do, asking her about her dating life, why are you single, and all this stuff, and complimenting her, and saying you're smart, you're attractive, and all this kind of thing. And I'm thinking, <laughs> dude, just just tell her you're female. Stop this this sly thing, like you know, just just tell her straight. But yeah, you can see the the relationship between them is kind of like um, building up, and you know, as, as as a way of him thanking her for for all the work she's done for him, mm-hmm. he decides he's going to take her out um, to dinner. And like, you know, she gets, you know, again, we see her dressing up very nice and, and looking yeah. really, really beautiful. And he sees her coming down the stairs in his mansion and he's like taken back like, Quah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I've seen a completely different side of you now. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes about to having a luscious dinner and all this kind of stuff. And this is where we kind of see the connection from the beginning of the movie, like what you were saying, where they were talking mm-hmm. about the music and stuff um, in the petrol station. Yeah. Where now at this dinner, he's got this jazz player, which is the same jazz player they were talking about in the parking lot at this, mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. And, um, you know, he's hired this jazz player. I don't know how much money he's had to pay, but private kind of like, um, what's the word? Show just for the yeah, two of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That felt romantic to me. That it, was, it did. That, that it was did. a proper gesture. Yeah, yeah. And you can see that he went through a lot of trouble to make this night perfect for her. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then even to the end of the night, when they get back to the house, he has now this same mashup car we talked about at the beginning. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's he's done it up for her. And th- the key point that we need to touch on, which we didn't touch on earlier, was that this with the mashup car that she's got on the left hand door, she's got a massive dent that's happened from years back, um, where obviously I don't know someone, I don't know if someone's crashed into the side of it or whatever, but she got a dent in the car. Yeah. And she was saying her that she, had it, didn't she? Yeah, and she was saying that her granddad had had mm-hmm. dimples, and when she looks at the dent in the car now, now that her granddad's gone, the dimple, the dent in the car, kind of reminds her of her granddad's dimple. Mm-hmm. So the reason that she's gone all these years with the car mashed up, she wanted to get it fixed up, but everyone's saying to her that if we're going to fix up your car, the only way we can fix it up is we have to get rid of that dimple. But mm-hmm. for the sake of her granddad, she wants that dimple in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scott, with all obviously he's got money that she would never have had to do it, so he's he's able to go and get this car like pimp my ride style done up, and keep the dimple, the dent in the side door of the car for her. That Which, was just for, yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, you can see how much it meant to her. Yeah. That not only did you do up my car for me, but you understood my feelings in relation to the connection with this car, and you've kept yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was a nice touch. And the two of them shared their first kiss on the street near the car at this point. Um, <laughs> so now, you know, things, things are looking, you know, nice and rosy at this point. Do you know what I'm saying? So you, we're thinking to ourselves, yeah, you know, finally she's going to get her man. And we, we, we and then it kind of flips because now she becomes ill. And we see mm-hmm. Scott is now in the position where he is now looking after her. She caught some kind of cold or flu or whatever. And Scott is there kind of trying to make her better. So talk us a bit just a bit about that. I mean, that bit was, it was really nice just to see him being the caregiver for, for a bit. And they weren't doing anything. It was just watching TV. She had a cold, the temperature. He fed her chicken soup, which I thought was really romantic, you know. And then they fell asleep together or he fell asleep on, on while watching her. And then he yeah, woke up. Yeah. And I think that moment where he woke up and realized where he was, where his head was, and then yeah. when he pulled the blanket up over her, you could tell, you could tell that he genuinely had feelings for her at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. He really had feelings for her. But that was the sweet um, scene. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. And I think you look at that point and you think to yourself, yeah, this is, you know, like really, really good for him. And the, you know, the scene goes on where now Scott, fully recovered, has his first game back um, that he has to kind of like get involved in. Mm-hmm. And this is where I suppose the real test is on how well he's recovered. So for those of you that don't know, basketball is four quarters. And let's be straight, the first two quarters, maybe the first three quarters, and it doesn't really show us how many quarters they played, but definitely at least the first two, Scott stunk. <laughs> and yeah, he it was, was just, funny. yeah. He, I mean, he was just worried, don't you think? 
I think yeah, because you, you 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 know you've been off for so long and you know that you're healed, but you just the confidence isn't there in mm-hmm. your abilities, you know. And I think because you knew everybody was watching him and there was a lot riding on it, it yeah. was quite. I think it was more psychological than physical, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Because I suppose in I mean I know I've had um, sports injuries myself, and when you go back, there is that initial feeling of if I push myself too much on this particular limb or whatever it is. Yeah. Am I going to be impacting it? Am I going to still feel the same? Or you know, am I going to make it even worse than it was before? Mm-hmm. So we, that could definitely that definitely could be seen where he's kind of like playing, and um, you're looking and you think to yourself, yeah, he he's not really um, on this. You know, what I'm saying he he kind yeah. of worried that you know he's going to get injured again or that you know he's not going to be able to be as good as he once was. And like Leslie decides, okay, it's time for me to bring out get old chick again because obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're you're playing up. So what happens here? Well, I love the fact that you know when I think he was doing I can't remember the term some kind of pivot. He had the ball. He was trying to get around somebody. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, he kind of like uh and fell, and she just went down there and kind of told him, you know, to trust in himself, you mm-hmm. know, and believe that he can. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I I love the fact that again she knew she knew exactly what to say to him to connect him and exactly mm-hmm. what to say to just make him you know do what he needed to. And it was a really yeah, great yeah. scene again. Yeah. 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 Uh and you know guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly say this that that this scene that we're talking about where he just had this game actually should have come before <laughs> before some of the stuff that we've talked about. Um <laughs> because it's literally after this game that he does that whole take her out to dinner um and stuff and all that kind of thing. Because now she's healed him, she's held him to come through this section with the first game, she's shown that she's got confidence in him, that she believes in him. So he feels like he owes everything to her because straight after this game. He's surrounded by media. He has to go and do like a a, a, a press um, sit down. So mm-hmm. he's thankful because now he's from going from a player that they were saying we're not going to offer you a contract and and everyone was kind of turning their back on him to now being the hottest thing in the league again. He knew yeah. it was all down to Leslie. Leslie yeah. uh, so which is why he did that whole dinner thing and stuff like that. Um, and then you know it's after um, this point here. That we realise that actually they're going to, you know, they they spend their first night together, you know, their first intimate night together in bed. Um, which for me, I, at this point, I thought, okay, finally, this this is a a sealed deal. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're going to be together now. You know, that morning when she wakes up and you know he's left the note with the yeah yeah and everything, and she's in bed, kind of like just the laughing and the oh my god, is this really happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, you might as well carry on because that whole scene just links together. Well, it's just you know, you just knew, you knew. If it was a book, anything, you just knew something bad was going to happen. And of course, doorbell goes, and Morgan, hi, Leslie. You know, Scott here. (laughs) You know, and it's just kind of like, oh, can I talk to him? And I just felt, I wish Scott had just kicked her out and said. Don't talk to me. Don't call me. Don't want to see you again. Yeah. But the yeah. fact that he entertained the conversation really hurt my soul. It hurt me for Leslie. It really did. Yeah. Really, really yeah. Did. I mean, it, it was the fact. I mean, okay. On one side, you could probably say he was just so shocked to see um, Morgan back here because let's be straight, you know, she left him. And mm-hmm. the, the, the amount of time it would have taken for him to recover to the level he did, we're talking about another however many months. Mm hmm. You know what I was saying before the playoffs. So he, this would have been how many months that he hasn't seen her. No, no, no boo, no bar, no nothing. <laughs> and suddenly he's back on top of the world again. And here she comes. 
you know, trying to weed herself back in gold digging. Um, and like you said, you, you feel for Leslie because I know for a fact she's standing there as a woman and saying, okay, we've just spent a night together. She's turned up yes. here the next morning. You need mm-hmm. to now show me you're serious about me by telling her about herself or telling exactly. her where who we are or what we are. Yeah. But nothing. Boy, it, it, that really, I think, again, it knocked her confidence because, again, it's always, you know, I'm not the kind of girl that wins the guy. That's That's probably what she probably just went back to that yeah. space in her mind you know yeah yeah and 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 you really see that at this point scott decides he's going to get back essentially with morgan mm-hmm. regardless of all the great times he's just had with leslie and all this kind of stuff i mean his excuse is that um to leslie that you have to understand that you know how many months ago this was the woman that i fought I was going to spend the rest yeah. of my life with. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So obviously there was some kind of lingering feelings he hadn't dealt with still there. Um, so I get suppose... the closure and move on. Yeah. What's yeah. all this? Like you never learned your lesson the time before. This is why I've just felt he was so stupid because, you know, she abandoned you. You saw that, and you, as you were saying, nothing for months. And then suddenly, as soon as you're, you know, hot property number one, she's back mm. and he never saw that. Yeah, yeah. That was far-fetched. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he decides he's going to drop the same line on Leslie that the guy she had a date with in the beginning dropped of saying that they could basically try and say that they could still be friends oh, God. or all this kind of stuff. And she just basically says to him, listen, I need more than that. I need mm-hmm. more than just being a good friend. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, he, he goes off and then with the next few scenes is again with him on the town with Morgan but there's a difference this time um, where we kind of start to realise that actually he's starting to see Morgan for who she really is uh, yeah. even even though he doesn't initially act on in it the, the look on his face the, the way he's talking so there's that scene where they're, they're at dinner together yes. and you know I suppose he'd been used to just doing because don't forget when there was, he was in the house with Leslie he was used to her sharing things like cookies with cream and yeah. your, your, your basic stuff, do you know what I'm saying, that mm-hmm. you, you, you'd have. And now he's out with Morgan and he's thinking to himself, he might just want, he might be hungry. He just want to get something quick to eat. Do you know what I'm saying? She's talking about getting the most expensive wine and she's getting on like she's a connoisseur of wine and telling the guy, no, we don't want this cheap thing. We, no, bring us your best. And he's looking at her like, this girl. Yeah, that's you, when you, he started yeah. to realise. Yeah. You, you're not even being back here a minute and you're going on like nothing's ever happened. But, but you, wasn't that the same time where they have the conversation about um, how she thinks that it, you know, she knows it might be too soon, but um, she's going to, you know, wear her ring again, you know? Yeah, what, yeah, oh yeah. My, the audacity. Not even wear the, the ring. It's like, it's a different, she wasn't even just wear the ring. Because if you say she was, if she said she was to put her ring on again, you know, maybe I might allow her, but she was actually saying, listen, we could start talking about the marriage now. Like she was mm-hmm. saying, let's just get married now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, so she was looking to just. She went. She went to the. She went to the plaza. Yeah. Hotel and there was kind of, you know, there was a date that was. My, my girl was planning things. My girl was planning things. Oh my god! This and girl. he's just looking at her and like literally, you know, he's just saying to her, "Look, you just come in. He mm-hmm. needs time." You know, you and you basically, and the thing is, you can see she was disappointed because you were saying, "Listen, you just come in. I need time to get back to believing you to 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 seeing what's going on, and I need you to be okay with me taking my time. I ain't doing no quick thing yeah. now. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And you can and you can tell that she was off, clearly peeved off 
you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. but what what more can you do? If you want your man, you're in a position now. You, it's either stick a bit a little longer, or just decide to go about your business, isn't it? But then there would have been exactly. no comeback if she had gone about her business. And she um, wasn't used to that, you see. Yeah, you know. So one of the scenes that we didn't talk about during the movie, which we will go back to because it plays a part in this scene, mm-hmm. is that during the period where um, Leslie is, you know working on scott being in back recovering and, or, and whatnot there's a room in the house that um early on in the movie morgan tells leslie that she's never been in that room because that's scott's private room and he doesn't want anybody to go in there mm-hmm. but after morgan's left um there's a scene where scott's in the room and the door's open and leslie walks in mm-hmm. and he doesn't actually challenge her he lets her come in yeah. And she realizes that in this secret room that Morgan couldn't go in, in this room is a piano where he kind of has his own space, his own time to himself, does his own little thing. And they yeah. kind of share a moment in there where they like play singing together, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, and have a beautiful scene. Now, why it's relevant to now is because the next scene after Morgan's come back, this same room, we now see Morgan for the first time goes into this room and we mm-hmm. see the complete contrast between how it went with Leslie and how it went with her way. Like I said, Leslie went into the room and she was, she joined him. You know what I'm saying? She played the piano. They, they sang, yeah. they, they shared cookies and creams and it was, it was nice vibes. You know what I'm saying? I like, yeah, I liked the, I liked the, the contrast between the two th- scenes because yeah. it was, you know, it was clearly, for me, it was like a metaphor for his life. Yeah, um, yeah. The fact that this is a, this is a part of him that he's actually allowed Leslie into. The fact yeah. that they were singing together, they were eating the food, <clears throat> and I think that was that was one of the moments where they kind of looked at each other, and there was this kind of almost recognition of something else different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, Morgan just goes, "Scott, can I just close the door?" You know, it was it was so obvious that she, you know, she had nothing, no in, interest in no him, interest in, in anything else apart yeah. from his money and his basketball. She didn't really want to get to know him at all. Yeah. And that's I loved I loved that I really really loved the fact that it was just mm-hmm. so different between the two of them and I think that's when he realized actually that yeah, yeah. Leslie is the girl for me yeah mm. yeah and that realization comes to that to a crucial point where now you know he's done the All Star game he's back at the top and stuff like that he's just been offered a new contract with the Nets and mm-hmm. he is now in this point where he's been interviewed on TV so obviously. Yeah. Being the fact that he's with Morgan, he takes Morgan to the interview as well. So while he's on scene, um, Morgan's like backstage um, or behind the camera, shall I say, watching the interview. Yeah. And, you know, the interviewer starts talking to him and saying, you know what, you, how, tell us a bit about how you've managed to overcome this career injury and, you know, how you managed to get back to the top and all this. And Scott starts reeling off the fact that it was all down to Leslie and the stuff that Leslie was was doing to help him. And that the fact he couldn't have made it about Leslie and that when everybody had turned their back and doubted him, she mm-hmm. was the only one that believed him. And it yeah. was almost like he was speaking those words and convicting himself. Yeah. Because he was realizing, you know what, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that this woman has been there for me through thick and thin. When everybody was there, she was like my ride or die, literally. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She, yeah. she didn't she didn't have a ring on her finger. She didn't come around and start taking all my money, but she rode and died with me right through do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying and he realised and that's when he I think he really clocked what his true feelings were yeah for for Leslie you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. even to the point that he doesn't even finish the interview he just walks off 
the, the TV recording in the middle because he realizes that he needs to go to find Leslie right now and tell her what he's come to the realization of. Yeah. So then, talk to us a bit about what happens from there. Well, and then Morgan surprises me because I thought she was going to do a whole, oh my God, you know, you know, you love me thing. But she actually realizes, and I think for the first time in her life, she's done something that was, you know, not for herself. And she tells him where Leslie is and he, you know, he runs off. So it wasn't yeah. Philadelphia. Cause she's yeah, Philadelphia, yeah. Yeah, she decides to sign with that with that um that group instead. And just but <laughs> for me, I I just think he was such an arrogant little sod when he got there, you know, when he he gets there and she he's kind of standing, leaning against the car and she's like, she of course she argues with him, you know, because she's not happy to see him. But then he does this whole, I know you love me. Yeah, I have to stop you there. I have to stop you there. All right, listen. I feel like you're about to you're about to dog a brother, and I need to kind of. I am going to dog him. I need to kind I'm of get into his defense, him. okay? I need to get into his defense because <laughs> I tell you why I say that. This guy, okay, we we know he made a mistake going back to Morgan. I'm uh-huh. going to put my hands up. I'm not going to bother try to argue that, uh-huh. okay? And if and on top of that, I, I I would say because of what he did, he couldn't expect to turn up, do a few sweet words, and then she wasn't going to cuss him. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. But. My the, the brother tried. Do you know what I'm saying? He he left the state he was in to go to Philadelphia. Yeah, right. And 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 then when he when he was waiting for her, yeah, right. He played their tune. He was waiting for the car. He wasn't just sitting on the car like watching and whatnot. Yeah. He he he, he played he played he played a tune for her that he knew was their tune. So yeah. when she came out, yeah, right, she would hear the tune and she would mm-hmm. realize that he's trying to connect. So he was trying to be romantic and. You know, yeah, but you know, it's not. It, it, it th- then the the comeback to me came. It was kind of like, okay, it's it's your responsibility type thing. You know, he sh- he should have been the one to say, look, I totally messed up. I did this. I did that. But he turns it around and goes, I know you love me. I know that you're feeling this. <laughs> was was he lying? I mean? <laughs> no, he's not lying. But at this point, you need to say, look, I love you. I messed up. My feelings didn't disappear. So I didn't really like that part. But, you know, yeah, eventually it was romantic with the song and everything. I got, I get that. Uh, yeah, you know, let, 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 me, let me defend him again. Because you're, <laughs> oh, you're giving the... Yes, he said to her that, you know, I know you love me and I know you feel this and blah, blah. But he also confessed himself as well because he says, I want to quote yeah. him. He says, I'm not leaving these grounds without you. I'm not yeah. waking up another morning without seeing you next to me. Leslie, you're right. You're just right for me. If I have that to move to Philadelphia, so Cleveland or wherever, then I am. <laughs> so what do you want to bother to do? The man declared his undying love made her say uh, listen i'm not living another day without you i don't care basically i have to follow you for the rest of your life to whatever city you go to oh my god man, man, okay, man yeah, playing was playing the, yeah. the, the, the red grooves for her in the car yeah oh, what, 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 what do you want man what all do you right, want, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah it was romantic it was romantic i'm not lying but you need you should have said it like common did i know you look <laughs> no, listen no, I mean, there's only one common man i ain't i ain't trying to be a barry white out here <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh my god! But so so literally, she's come out of this thing where she was she's making the decision that she's gonna where she's gonna sign for Philadelphia or whichever club mm-hmm. in terms of taking on the physiotherapy role, um, and then she makes the call in front of him, taking a job with the Nets, which is where he works and where mm-hmm. she wanted to be all along, but she just didn't know mm-hmm. she could work there obviously with him, and then you know they hug and they reunite, um, and you know what I, I, I'm gonna say this. Uh, 
And I asked you this question the first time we tried to do this recording. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the same question again because I need I need people to, to hear it and mm. share their share their opinions. Is there such thing as girl code? Because I like I said to you, I know there's a man code. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense of if I date somebody regardless mm-hmm. of how that relationship goes when I finish dating that person none of my friends are going to turn around and try to date that person because that was someone that Marcus dated do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. if if same thing vice versa if I you know my friend breaks up with a girl regardless if they had the, the worst breakup regardless if me and this girl are close friends or whatever mm-hmm. I'm not going to go there because you dated my friend Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of like a guy code I have with my boys. And I know plenty of other guys which yeah. have that same kind of code. Is it something similar for women? God, I don't know. You know what? I'm I'm not a girly girl, so I I don't know per se. But I'll say this: um, if I'm done dating somebody, what you do after that is your business. That's that's how I feel. I am not going to block your blessing. Let's say I dated Jim. And somebody else, Jim ends up getting married to somebody else at whatever, who, who, I, who I knew or used to know. That's their business. If I'm done dating you, I am done dating you. I'm not supposed to have any worries, fears, concerns, emotional reactions to who you're dating or whatever. Because that for me is a red flag. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Because if the, the person I'm currently dating should be worried if I'm still having, you know, concerns. And I've heard, I've heard people say, oh my God, that's horrible because they were, you know, it's obvious that they had feelings before and whatever. It's not my business anymore. For me personally, it's not my business anymore. However, if you know I still have an emotional connection to that person, if you know that you know it's not over properly, and you 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 go in and you mess it up, that's 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 horrible. That's awful. But I've seen people who used to date other people, and now they're married with three, four, five kids. And I'm thinking, well, I you know why would I want to block somebody else's blessing? I've never done it, but I wouldn't want to block anybody else's blessing. That's that's how I see it. See, I mean, I, I definitely get, I agree with you in that sense. I think blocking someone else's blessing is definitely something you want to avoid. But there's o- there's also other elements which I'm looking at. So let me mm-hmm. paint this. Let me paint this picture for you. So mm-hmm. he's dating Morgan. Now let's mm-hmm. just say I, 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 I'm not going to do it on the context of the movie because I don't live that life. So I'm going to bring it more closer to home. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a guy like me. Mm-hmm. He's dating Morgan. Yeah, and like he brings her around to family barbecues. You know, when he goes partying with his, with his boys and family and whatever else, he brings mm-hmm. Morgan. You know, he goes to other people's weddings. She's like his partner that comes with him. You know, they go to church. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one sitting next to him. So everybody has got used to seeing him and Morgan together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing switches. He's now with Morgan's friend. Mm-hmm. He's got to go around the same people. Yeah, right. With Morgan's friend, um, doing the same things, the barbecues, the the all them other things, and most likely with Morgan there. Because let's not forget, at the end of the movie, which we're going to get into, mm-hmm. Morgan and Leslie are still friends. You know what I'm saying? We see we see them hanging together. So essentially, yeah. now he will be going to these barbecues with Leslie as his mm-hmm. his missus. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking at seeing, okay, I'm coaching on, let's say I'm in the barbecue, I'm coaching on one of the garden chairs in the barbecue. Mm-hmm. My arm around Leslie. Mm-hmm. Everybody has seen me with, uh, with Morgan before. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Morgan is sitting two seats away from me mm-hmm. in the same barbecue. Mm-hmm. So awkward. 
okay what okay here's my question and i get what you're saying it does look it looks messy and, and all that kind of stuff but at the same time if you've not it was very obviously not a love match in this film anyway it wasn't a love match morgan didn't love him leslie was definitely the right person for him we all agree with that so if they end up together why are you worried about what it looks like with um the other person with morgan I'm not saying it's something that I would do. I'm just saying, <laughs> no, but I'm just, it's not something that I would do per se, but I'm just saying it just, it, it doesn't, I don't know. It, it doesn't, it's not my business. It's just yeah. weird. And I'll give you an example. I, and I dated someone way back in, in high school. And then a few years later, they were in a different country and they, they dated, they started dating a friend, one of my friends. Before they started dating, because obviously they were in, they were at college and you know they got to know each other again or whatever. You know that boy called me. That boy called me and said, "Listen, um, you know, blah blah blah. I really like this person, and I just wanted to call you and let you know." And I said to him, "Thank you for considering me and whatever, but you're not my business anymore. I'm not interested in what you do or who you're with. That's your business. Thanks for being respectful enough to let me know, but it's not my business anymore. I just don't care." You know, and if I care, then that's some problem with me and my current relationship. That's the way I see it. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Well, like I was saying, you know, the, the scene ends anyway with the two of them still friends because the, the very last scene is back on a basketball court. Mm. Leslie is now um, sitting next to where the, 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 the wives yeah. and the wags are now because she's obviously now the, the wife of... Um, I'm assuming she's the wife. I don't think they actually say it, but I'm assuming she, well, she's definitely a girlfriend at yeah, least. She is, deserves she is, to yeah. be there. Yeah. Um, so, so they're there together, and um, and you know Morgan hasn't changed because she's still wearing just to the nines at a basketball game. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you um, man. Yeah, but you know what? My last question would be: Do you think that the, the reason that they're still friends mm-hmm. is because of what Morgan did at the end in terms of encouraging? Um, Scott go to Leslie and tell her where, tell him where she is, or because Leslie is just that way inclined in terms of her friendship with her. I think Leslie is a good person. I think Leslie recognizes that there is no change in Morgan. Morgan is inherently who she is. That's never going to change. And I think Leslie accepts people as they are. That's what I think. Whether that's right or wrong, but I just think she just accepts people as they are. And mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. what made their friendship work, even though it, you know, for some, it wouldn't work for some people. But you know that she's a gold digger. You know what she's like. You just accept her as is. And then it's your choice to decide if you want to be friends with her or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, here comes the key question then. Mm-hmm. Ratings out of 10. All right, I'm going to give it a high rating, right? But before you shoot me, I'm going to, I want to give it like a, a nine. Okay. Right? right. But I tell you why. Because although it's like the, the the premise isn't necessarily original, you know, that kind of stuff, but just the fact of um, the representation that Leslie has in terms of um, a girl who is kind of a fuller figure, you know, mm-hmm. who is the, the lead star, um, it, it just didn't go to, to norm, right? She's mm-hmm. also quite goal-orientated, you know, she didn't need, didn't need anybody to save the day. She was somebody who was professional at her job and that kind of stuff. And I think the message from the film is like, it's best to be your authentic self. Yeah, um, yeah, and people love you as this. So I think for when I watched it, I was you know wait, when did it come out again? Wow, um, can't remember the day. I had it written oh, down. Can't remember that. <laughs> a while back, a good good few years. But you know, it 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 really made me just. I kind of saw myself in her in that sense, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of girls probably did as well. 
So I think for that reason, that's why I gave it a nine. Not because of the acting, because come on, I love him, but he was wooden as hell, you know. But the just the kind of premise of the film and no, Leslie, oh my God, he's wooden. But yeah, I gave I'd, I'd give it a nine just for representation and the message in it. Okay, um, it, well, it came out in 2010. So you're talking about a good 11 years. Well, it doesn't seem yeah. that long. I mean, it's, it, you were watching it again recently. It didn't feel like it was such an old movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 2010. Uh, what would I give it? Um, I don't know if I'll go as high as you. Um, mm -hmm. I'll probably give it a seven. That Yeah, I think a seven for me is, is fair. I think um, it was a good movie. Mm -hmm. um, which I definitely enjoyed and I've watched it more than once I could probably see myself watching it somewhere down the line again yeah. uh, I think the only reason I'll give it a 7 is because like you said it's not an original story so some mm -hmm. parts for me were very predictable yeah. um, so I could see what was going to come before it mm -hmm. happened and there was also a couple of scenes for me like I said which I felt were unrealistic like dude how could you not see what's going on right now <laughs> so it was that kind of thing so for that I'll give it a 7 but outside of that yeah it's a good movie and I'm, I'm kind of hoping they do like what they did with like your your best man's and stuff do like a, a late a uh, sequel yeah. to it yeah that would yeah, be quite interesting be nice. to see so um, got with. yeah you never you, you, you never you never know you they might they might drop it so let's see what's the name of the other you know the basketball player the one who came to visit him when he was sick what's his name um the the he's he's brethren you're talking about yeah 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 Okay, so he's oh gosh, I can't remember what his name is now. His name was uh, I think it was Mark Matthews was his, his friend's name, played by Las Alonso. Yeah, maybe maybe Morgan will end up with him. Who knows? Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, but uh, I mean, maybe not because like if 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 he is as good a friend as as Leslie is. Then mm -hmm. he would give his friends a warning about her and say, "Listen, stay away <laughs> from that one." <laughs> Do you always listen, though, men? Really. Listen, if my friend warned me about good. some girl, yeah, right, that was trouble and I could see the trouble, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm listening 100%. Yeah, 100%. but some of you are like, the package looks good, so, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I leave those guys to get their package and their instruction in one. Let, let them have that, yeah. But guys, there you go. You get a 9 out of 10 from Shireen and a 7 out of 10 from me. Uh, let me know what you think. Drop a message on um, Instagram to at Black Ones Pod. Let us know what you think. You can also send voice messages uh, through Spotify um, that can be added to future shows. So you can literally drop a message. Let me know what you guys think of it. And you never know, you might get aired on the next episode of the Black Ones Podcast. But um, guys, for myself, um, I'm out. Shireen, you want to say your goodbyes? Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us, guys. And that is it for the Black Ones podcast. As I said, just remember to hit that follow subscribe button on iTunes and Spotify to get notifications about new episodes and new drops. And don't forget to also follow on Instagram, as I was saying, at Black Ones Pod for all the latest. This is DJ Marks signing out.